welcome you back to the Hashtag Runs the Baseball Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Willie F. Team Jr. holding it down. Rolling solo, but not really once again, man. Hashtag Shop Talk. This time the baseball version. We live on the scene. Stevie J Sports and Cuts. 6400 West Plano Parkway, Suite 104, Plano, Texas. Just in case you missed it in the first segment, talked all of the, the trades that have just recently take, taken place. You've seen the possible or probable balance of power shift. Uh, leagues from the American to the National with Mookie Betts and others shifting locations. Um, here in the second segment, I have the pleasure of being joined. But you know what? Before we go any further, this second segment of the Hashtag Brothers Baseball Show and podcast that you can get on Google Play, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, as well as Anchor, is being brought to you by the BGC Sports Network. Big deals and big savings, that is what everyone is looking for. So we made it easy for you to do both. Just go to our BGC Big Deals page and take advantage of all the deals offered by our affiliates, all from the station who knows about doing things big, the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Once again, I have the distinct honor and pleasure and privilege, all those great things. He's been on the show once, uh, had to get him back on before he heads off to spring training. I've got with me Oakland A's catcher Colin Thoreau, man. What's going on, Colin? Tell, tell people what's up. What's going on? Ain't nothing, man. So again, I'm, I'm very privileged and honored to have you back on the program, man. I uh, I know this is a busy time for you. Catchers and pitchers are starting to report. Uh, we're actually starting to get in gear here on the uh, hashtag Brothers of Baseball show with all of the things going on um, in baseball during the off season. The hot stove is coming to an end as we steamroll towards spring training. So uh, before we actually get into any baseball. Uh, us as sports fans, and particularly you as a West Coast guy, I'm somewhat of a West Coast guy, wanted to get your thoughts on the just unspeakable tra- tragedy involving Kobe Bryant and his daughter and those seven other passengers that crashed on that helicopter when they were on their way to a basketball game for his daughter and some of the teammates that was on that uh, aircraft. Kind of share your thoughts with the people out there being a West Coast guy, an overall sports guy, and a man for that matter. Yeah, man, I uh, I had just gotten off a flight, and I opened up my Twitter and my texts, and everything was Kobe, Kobe, did you see what happened, all this stuff, and uh, it was one of those things you don't believe it right away, you know, and it's it just, it kind of seemed surreal, or it was fake, and blah, 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 and the more you come to find out, and kind of the, the press coverage and the stories that come out about it, it just breaks your heart, man, and, you know, you feel for those families, because at that point, you know, you think of Kobe as the legend and, and the star that he was, and the, the impact that he had, but then you think of the family man and, and like you know losing your father losing your sister and, and daughter and um i think that's what hits home for a lot of people is, is seeing that you know these people that you hold in this high regard you know and very deservingly so you know they're just as human as you are and, and they go through human things and so it was tragic and i actually the coach alto who uh who's the, the head coach at orange coast college i played against him twice when i was in junior college um we lost to him both years in the in the state championship game, and he I, I didn't get to know him, but everybody that I played with or played for that knew him has nothing but great things to say about him. And um, you know, he always had really really talented teams ready to go, and he he just to see the turnout for him as well was was really touching to see for sure. Yeah, and you know, as as you know, you and I are probably separated in age by I might be double your age, so Kobe Bryant is your generation but hinges on mine as well 
and he is the closest thing that we had seen to Michael Jordan. And people that may be of your age may not have actually seen Michael Jordan play in his prime live. And when you look at Kobe Bryant and you hear the comparisons to him and Mike, that is exactly what that is, is that he was pretty much this generation's Kobe Bryant. And, you know, as a father myself, um, I I still can't believe it, Colin. To be honest with you, I see these things, these tweets still come across, you know, our hashtag RIP Kobe, Gianna, Gigi, whatever the case may be. And I still don't believe it it seems like somebody's playing a really really bad joke and i'm just waiting for somebody to say okay this is enough but the fanfare and the, the tribute and and not just for kobe and his daughter but for everybody that was on board that aircraft um all of them uh significant uh, significant propriety uh, prop- uh, proprietors in their respective communities uh kobe is just the larger than life athlete global icon one that uh the the mamba mentality came from of course his mindset and closing out games and having that killer instinct and uh man i'm like at this point um you know the the investigation is still un, unraveling at this point as far as what happened could something have been done differently and they said that that could take you know weeks if not months maybe even up to a year so our prayers and thoughts remain with Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and the rest of the people on that aircraft uh, I apologize I don't remember them offhand by name but my heart speaks to their hearts and their family's hearts when I say that our thoughts and prayers will go out to them as well all right so um, Willie once again Willie Upteen Jr. kicking it with my homie Colin Thurl, we in the we in the shop, man. Hashtag shop talk, the baseball version. Hashtag brothers of baseball, presented by the Big Game Christian Sports Network. This interview, of course, is being brought to you by Favor Cuts. Our boy Ken Hill, man, set this all up once again. So the word came down earlier this week that Mookie Betts, one-time AL MVP, he's on the move or he has been moved from the Boston Red Sox to the Los Angeles Dodgers. As we know, the Los Angeles Dodgers have appeared in two of the last three World Series. They got throttled in the second of World Series when they played against the Red Sox. Uh, The Red Sox managed to let them get one game. Um, And then, of course, the World Series in 2017 with all that cheating stuff. But we're not going to talk about that. I'm going to reserve that for another podcast. So Mookie Best is on the move. David Price is on the move, both from the Boston Red Sox out to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers, man, that that lineup is kind of stout. Um, you got Blaylock. I mean, uh, you got Betts in there. You have Jay Turn in there. You have, of course, Mr. Bellinger in there. Uh, give me some feedback, Colin. What you think about that lineup? Yeah, man. I mean, that thing was dangerous before you go and add another MVP in there. Um, my boy Gavin Lux is going to hold it down. Probably going to win a Rookie of the Year next year. Um, but, man, I mean, that lineup's dangerous. That staff's dangerous. That's a team that you already worry about when they come in town. And then they add Mookie Betts, who's just kind of, uh, you know, right in the midst of his prime. Uh, you, uh, It's hard to argue a better lineup and team right now. Yeah, and you know what, man? I, I have been hearing some of the so-called experts out there talking about Mookie Betts as one of the greatest Red Sox players in recent memory. They were putting him up there with – Big Poppy uh, Ortiz. They were putting him up there with Carl Yastrzemski. They were putting him up th- putting him up there with the lights of all those greats. And that, excuse me, that year he did win the AL MVP. Um, that that was one of the best years that I had seen uh, from an outfielder um, that had that type of an impact on that team that I've seen in recent memory. And when you couple him and all those guys we just mentioned. 
the Dodgers essentially have turned it up a notch. And I actually had tweeted um, on, uh, I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday of this past week, at Bros of BB on Twitter, um, the Dodgers lineup, or actually the, 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 the National League West has gone from a possible two-team race to definitely a one-team race, in my opinion, and the American League East has gone from a possible three-team race maybe to a team and a half because we don't know what Tampa's going to do. Was last year a fluke? We know what the what the, uh, what the the Yankees did in the offseason with Garrett Cole and that pickup and everything else they already had. Um, what, what, what would you say your opinion would be as far as the balance of power shifting like that? I mean, I, I still think without Mookie, the, the Red Sox are still, you know, a force to be reckoned with. You know, Chris Sale could go out and win 20-some-odd games, and you, you still got J.D. Martinez in the heart of that lineup, Xander Bogarts and Devers, in the, in, you know, just kind of stepping into the spotlight right now. And, um, you know, I still think they're a force to be reckoned with, but obviously the Yankees, you know, adding Garrett Cole, that's never, never, ever going to hurt your cause. So, um you know, I, I think it's always going to be interesting. I, I think it's baseball, too, and nothing ever goes as as planned, you know. So I, I'm interested. I think it's going to be fun. I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, man. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Gavin Lux. I didn't know you were you and him were friends, um, but he is the supposedly the Dodgers' top prospect, and one that when, when, the, when the Dodgers were trying to make moves at the deadline, trying to get a closer, the Dodgers immediately came out and said, Lux is off limits. He he cannot be touched. And if you look at it from this standpoint too, um, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit, and then we're going to talk about your story as far as getting ready for spring training. Um, the West Coast, and in particular, you know, you're a West Coast guy. I'm a West Coast guy, but in particular, Los Angeles, Southern California, uh, L.A. County, uh, Orange County. You have probably four of the best all-around baseball players in that. 45-minute vicinity with Bellinger, MVP from last year, Betts, MVP from, what, 17. You have Mike Trout, MVP every year, it seems like. And then you have Anthony Rendon, who came over from the Champs. Now, Los Angeles probably has, what, 18, 19 million people. And these guys... uh, yeah, the fanfare is going to be ridiculous, and now, with in my opinion, the Angels have thrust themselves in a position to where they can be talked about as a potential contender for the AL West. What do you think about that? I mean, that's hard to say, man. You know, I I, I like my Oakland A's a little bit in that AL West, but I, I mean, that's still going to be one hell of a. I think that's probably one of the better divisions in baseball, right there, the AL West. You got the A's, you got the Astros, um, and the Angels, like you said, are now a contender for sure. I mean, you would think. Again, with a guy like Mike Trout, you're never really out of anything. And then you add Rendon, who very well could have won the MVP last year as well in the National League. Um, I think the Angels are probably a couple, you know, one or two good solid arms away from being more of a contender. But the A's are pretty much returning the same cast as last year, and they're only going to get stronger with guys like Chapman and Olsen, um, you know, continuing to come into their own. And, and they're returning a lot of guys on their staff and uh and then, you know, the Astros, even with all that stuff going on, I mean, those guys are pretty damn good, too. So I, I think the AOS is going to be up for grabs again, and that's going to be a tight race down in the last couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, and of course, I, I, I'm going to say my, my – I should say our – Oakland A's you actually play for them I've just been a fan since 1974 <laughs> but yeah our Oakland A's and you know I still have family that live in Oakland and I actually talked to one of my cousins that lives out there um, earlier this week and he told me that Major League Baseball 
now with the Raiders going to Las Vegas and the Coliseum just being a one sport stadium at this point or a one team stadium at this point. Um, I had heard that they they were trying to get plans together for a stadium um, wet in, right off downtown near Lake Mary. But I talked to my cousin earlier this week, and he told me that Major League Baseball has essentially told the city of Oakland that if the city, a new stadium is not built, they're going to be forced to leave. And I'm already feeling some type of way about my Raiders leaving. I don't know how I will feel about my A's leaving, man. Well, what do you, Can you even speak on that? I mean, are you able to speak on that at all? And if not, I mean, I understand. I think so. I mean, I think it's pretty like pretty much public knowledge, but as far as like you know the negotiations and whatnot, and I forget what like the logistics or the specifics of it all are, but essentially, you know, I think they have plans ready and a spot ready, but it's more so about the funding and whatnot. That's kind of like the issue. But I mean, if you're the city of Oakland, I don't know how you let one team, let alone both of your teams, get out of there because you want to be stingy about you know stadium yeah and in actuality it would be all three teams because the Warriors are now in San Francisco let the Warriors go man exactly and I mean I'm not a Warriors fan but I'm I'm Oakland you know I love Oakland and uh, it's just what that is all right so we got about five minutes left to go in the segment um so tell us about your story man spring training is here uh the butterflies are in the air I'm sure uh tell the people man how you feeling about this upcoming season I'm excited man I uh I think I'm ready. I know I'm ready. But I think the biggest thing is just kind of learning from past experiences, past seasons, past spring trainings, and kind of taking the good and the bad from them and putting them into, you know, this this off season that I'm in that's coming to a close. And, um, you know, I think I, I had a good off season. I, I pounded away at, you know, the things that I do well and, and tried to sharpen the things that I need to get better at. And I'm excited to uh, kind of put it on display here in, in about a week. Yeah, and again, this is Willie Upteen, hashtag Brothers of Baseball Show. Baseball version of hashtag Shop Talk as we are live on the scene. Stevie J Sports and Cuts, 6400 West Plano Parkway, Suite 100 out here in Plano, or Suite 104 out here in Plano. And if you guys are C collar right now, I mean, this dude is a physical, <laughs> he's a physical specimen, man. His arms are yoked and he is ready to go from a physical standpoint. And, uh, you know, I, I, like I said in our, in our first conversation, I, I've seen some of your tape and I, I see a lot of pop off that bat. Um, any, without giving away any specific trade secrets, because I know how these things can be. Um, but any any changes or any variations that you may have put in place that's going to be a different approach of how you uh, actually come to this season in regard to facing the opponent, the bat or uh, the pitcher, and, and even as a catcher, you're going to be calling the games for the pitchers. Any mindset type of uh, changes there that you've uh, exhibited throughout the offseason? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is kind of recognizing that, you know, like you said, I, I know that I have the power. I know that I could, you know, hit them out with anybody. I could go toe-to-toe with anybody and kind of not so much rely on that this year and, and not try and get more out of myself, let that come. Because I know I'm going to hit the home runs. I don't have to try and hit the home runs. And so if I'm more consistent, if I'm, you know, showing up every day, at the end of the day, it's it's about my mindset. It's about my mental when I step in that box. When that's consistent and, and none of that self-doubt creeps in, I don't let that anxiety creep in, I think I'm going to be in a good place. Because when I'm right, you know, good things happen. So when I come in with that consistent mentality, good things will happen. And that it really hinges on how we began the segment when we were talking about, um, you know, Kobe Bryant and his Mamba mentality. Uh, the things that not only from that people just inside of basketball or even sports, 
You know, as people from whatever walk of life you're in, whatever profession you're in, you're going to have to have some adversity. And that's why, you know, the uh, the my, my main show, the Shake Back Sports Show, was created because of having to bounce back from adversity no matter what realm you're in. I just like to try to bring it into uh, from a, a person who looks at things from a pure purely from a fan's perspective and be able to discuss these things with athletes and how they are able to get to where they are. There is a little bit of ego involved in that. We know that, but as long as I think there's a difference between being having an ego and being egotistical. Speak on that for me. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's that inner confidence. It's when you step into that circle, into your arena, it's time to lock it in. you got to block out all those negative thoughts and know that this is go time. You know, when you're able to block out all that negative thought, any of that self-doubt, any any of that lack of self-confidence, when you can block that out and you can bring your best self out, good things happen, man. A minute and a half left to go in the second segment here on the Shake, or I'm sorry, the uh, Hashtag Brothers Baseball Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Willie Epstein Jr. hanging out with my homie, Colin Throw, man. He is a catcher for the Oakland A's, my favorite team in all of the world, man. I, uh, I'm so privileged and so honored to have him on the show for the second time. Colin, you know now, man, you know, first time is company, second time is family. So you family now. I hope you realize that. Okay, so um, before we get out of here and let you get out of here, man, and, and get ready to do your thing, um, one, what is one major accomplishment individual-wise and one major team accomplishment that you're looking to uh, gain for yourself and your team this year? Man, I think number one is just, you know, from a personal standpoint, is just I want to be consistent every day. I, I know I, when I, I could check it off, yes or no. I want to be consistent mentally every day. And from a team standpoint, man, just go out with energy every day. You know, that's the one thing you can bring is energy and attitude, 100%. All right, real quick, how can you be reached on social media, Twitter and Instagram? Instagram at YoSoyColin, Twitter at Colin Thoreau. All right, there you have it, man. Colin Thoreau, catcher for the Oakland A's. He is off to spring training. Appreciate you coming through. Once again, you welcome anytime your family. Come on back on the other side of the break, man. We're going to get into some NFL. The season's over. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Willie F. Teen Jr. Uh, hashtag Brothers of Baseball. Big Game Christian Sports Network. We'll be back right after this.